Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Journal. Today we're on episode two, and here with me I have Alvin. Whoa. Yeah. Hi. So as usual, we got a lot to cover this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's not waste any time, I guess, and let's just hop right in. Yeah, and uh, we've uh, changed uh, the layout of um, different segments and bit. And uh, today we're starting with the release radar. First up is uh, Mega The Stallion's debut album, Good News, which we mentioned uh, before, uh, like la- last episode. So, uh, Jones, have you ha- had the time to listen to it? Yeah, I listened to it a little bit, actually. It was a pretty nice album, honestly. Uh, a really good one to debut, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like uh, Megan's tone. She's really like she's really badass. Simply put. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like this scissor feature and the the baby feature. Mm-hmm. I I say that probably my favorite feature or a, t- a track overall would probably be the Savage remix featuring Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Was great and the y- yeah. I believe it was Young Fug collab. Uh, Don't stop. So mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, it's a great rap album. Do you have anything else to add to Good News? No, I mean I I have pretty much nothing else to say other than it's a it was a really good debut album yeah, of hers. It was solid. Yeah, it was really solid. Mm-hmm. And so moving on from America to South Korea, we have BTS's a BE album. I believe this was had been very hyped up too. And uh, so basically, the to me the best songs were "Dynamite," obviously, and "Life Goes mm. On." I felt like uh, the track titled "Skit" was a bit out, felt a bit out of place. It was just the guys talking in Korean. It, it was mm-hmm. a bit. I mean, it just felt a bit. Like, I, it felt uh, out of place, like it stopped the pace of the uh, album but overall yeah. it was a pretty good album yeah a bit i agree with you on that uh what's actually kind of funny is that life goes on and dynamite was my favorite <laughs> favorite tracks uh, on this album as well yeah bill i i mean dynamite has probably been one of bts's most successful uh, songs worldwide it was a good album but it was quite short Mm, believe yeah, it, I believe there were only around seven to eight songs. There, there were less than ten, right? Yeah, yeah. It feels kind of short, especially when you're mm-hmm. used to other albums that are like you know, like almost as long as fourteen songs. Yeah. You know, I don't know if this is just Korean standards because uh, Blackpink's album wasn't that long either. Yeah. But, I mean, if we can, comp- I mean, if we compare it to, you know, like, like we talked before, like Megan V Stallion, St- Stallion's album, that was 17 songs long. Mm-hmm. So very short, but yeah, it might be, you know, it might be a K-pop thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, next up is an album we've been hyping about a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Miley Cyrus's new Plastic Hearts album. Mm. And I must say, I really like that. Miley Cyrus, I feel like uh, she, uh, 
this is quite a milestone in her career. Um, she's mm. she's had a shift in pace, going from the like generic pop like part in the USA to mm. I mean she's becoming almost a full fledged rock star at this point. Yeah, and there's a lot of great uh, guitar solos and I, I, some amazing co- collabs. Uh, my uh, my personal favorite collabs would probably be uh, Prisoner with Dua Lipa, and also yeah. uh, Billy uh, uh, Nightcrawling along with Billy Idol. I really enjoy enjoyed the whole Aegis vibe with the whole synth. It was a bit felt like a bit of like an evil sinister vibes. I thought yeah. it was amazing. Yes, and. Uh, other songs I really enjoyed were Give Me What I Want, Midnight Sky was a bop, and the, smor- mm. s- the more slower and more acoustic song, uh, Angels Like You. Like It was a great mm. mix of both uh, rock, pop, and like almost country-esque yeah. Uh, songs. Yeah, uh, I agree. It had, it had a lot of like genre bending songs if i do say so myself mm-hmm. but there was still you know there was still you know coherence between the songs like they 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 complement each other perfectly on this album yeah uh, but uh, i must say i felt like it was a bit weird to have the uh, uh heart of glass and zombie uh live uh songs on the album because they felt a bit forced or like just thrown onto the album to fill up more space because mm. they, they felt a little a little weirder because they uh, part because uh partially because they were covers and yeah they were also live i felt like they really didn't have to be on the album but just a fun fun note i kind of predicted uh, last episode that song the zombie performance would be on the album yeah uh, and also uh, I was a bit d- disappointed with the uh, Joan Jett uh, collaboration uh, called Bad Karma uh, I-, I-, I expected more from it yeah and also, but I, I really like the Stevie Nicks uh, remix with Edge of Midnight, as we, that we all, we've all recovered before. But yeah, overall, that one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Overall, this was a pretty solid album, and probably one of Miley Cyrus's better uh, projects. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, for me personally, I I would I would tend to agree on something. So I think the I think the Joanne Jet. Uh, feature was actually pretty it, it was decent honestly i i liked it you know and and, and like you you said you know i think prisoner midnight sky was really good too but two other tracks i really liked was the opening track what the fuck do i know and then the golden g string track as well which is kind of i mean i would kind of consider that the final song on the album mm-hmm. like yeah. the closing song I think that, you know, the rest of the three songs are just, you know, I I consider those as bonus tracks. So I don't see those as, you know, actual songs that are on the album. They're just like, you know, it's kind of like those bonus songs that you find on the back of a vinyl track. Right. I think that's what this is. 
Yeah, I really didn't feel they they were didn't necessarily have to be on the album. Yeah. All right. So, uh, moving on to uh, another sing. I believe this is the second single from released f- from uh, Shawn Mendes's upcoming album coming out December next week. Actually, on December fourth, I believe. Mm. Uh, it's called uh, Monster, featuring Justin Bieber. Yeah. This is like the Canadian collab of the century. Yes. Uh, and I felt like Sean Sean did an amazing job on his p- part. I mean, I'm not the biggest Bieber fan, so I felt like his part kind of dragged the song down. But I feel like Sean managed to shine shine through, and mm. it was, yeah. I feel like Sean could have done this song by himself and made it just as good. Had it just as good. It's just a personal yeah. preference. And yeah. Compared to Wonder, I feel like it's a bit on below Wonder, but it's still a, a solid song, and ca- I can't wait for the album, which we'll cover probably next mm-hmm. episode. Mm. I think that I I really enjoyed the I really enjoyed Monster. It's uh, it has like this great um, kind of down tempo ish sound to it, and Justin's and Sean's voice fits into that melody perfectly, I think. And it's, you know, it's a prime example that shows that, I mean, you know, even though he is Justin Bieber, you know, they both have a good voice, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd, I'd like to say that Justin's actually been pretty active within music lately, at least uh, from what yeah. I've seen. Um, If I recall correctly... He's working on an album, I think. I believe he dropped uh, an album earlier this year. Yeah, I he probably did. I can't actually wait. No. Uh, or at least yeah, an EP. I, yeah, I can't really remember. It was such a long time ago. I don't really. Yeah, like you said, I'm not a big Justin Bieber fan, you know. No. But you know, he's he's been on a lot of singles. He's been he's been featured on a lot of songs. He was featured on Mood. He did that song "Holy" with Chance the Rapper and stuff like that. So. And uh, he was also in the Popstar music video, I believe. That was DJ Khaled and someone. Yeah, Drake so and been... DJ Khaled, and also yeah, so he's been uh, much everywhere. Yeah, and he also made the Intentions song with along with Quavo, I believe. Yes. So I I, I like how he. He he's appearing. He's uh, collaborating with artists who he's already collaborated with before on uh, the "I'm the One" track that came out in 2017. Like you had Quavo, Chance the Rapper, and DJ Khaled. Seems like they're quite uh, mm. uh, they get along quite well. Yeah. And uh, so moving on to our that's all we've had. We have we've picked up on our release radar this week. Uh, moving on to our throwback time. And I believe, uh, and in the interim between uh, the last episode, Adele's twenty-five album has managed to tur- has turned five years old. So happy anniversary! And yay! I I remember how huge uh, the song "Hello" was when it came out five years ago, in tw- back in twenty fifteen. Yeah, it was pretty much her comeback from. The whole uh, someone like you and rolling in the deep, 
And other great songs on the 25 album was Set Fire to the Rain, I believe. But I don't believe she's released an album since. Um, I mean, she's dropped a couple of songs, I think. No, no, maybe I'm... No, I'm confusing her with someone else, I believe. She hasn't dropped anything, no, since 25, I believe. Which is kind of a shame, you know, honestly, because Adele, she's got she's got a really nice voice. But, you know, uh, I'm probably not one to say... I mean, there could be a lot of underlying issues to why she doesn't want to put out new music and stuff. It's kind of like Lord, you know. Lord doesn't haven't put out a new album in a long, long time. Nah. But you know, a, a couple of favorites of mine are on Twenty Five are you know the big hitters, you know, Hello, and then When We Were Young. Those two are really good. But I really also like Love in the Dark. That one was also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Those are like my few favorite tracks that I can name you know yeah, right and since uh, 2015 she's gone through a major a massive uh, uh, change in her uh, character I believe she's lost a lot of pounds she's uh, lost mm-hmm. weight I mean yeah she's uh, uh, nigh uh, unrecognizable at this point yeah I mean like it really definitely it seems like she's worked on her character you know on her mental mental health so I'm happy for her, you know? Mm-hmm. And it might be a sign that there may be new music coming if she's become, if she's, uh, become uh, happier. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah, fingers crossed. All right. Yes, yes. and the next on the, re- on the th- uh, throwback time is The Weeknd's Starboy that has recently turned four years old. Happy birthday. S- Yes. So, um, I mean, for me, uh, I have to say that there's pretty much not a single bad song on this album. Uh, it's, I find it incredibly hard for me to pinpoint just one song that's bad on this album. It was so good. And this was like the pinnacle of 2016 music, you know. Um, you probably remember Starboy and I Feel It Coming. Those songs were just record breaking exactly uh i feel it coming or starboy i can't remember which one but it became like one of the most played songs on spotify ever i I feel like that might most probably starboy since it was the title track Mm. but yeah uh, i uh, the collaboration i feel it coming along with uh, daft punk was also amazing exactly it's amazing how how we can can like sweep a year or like become the highlight of the year for like he keeps on delivering exactly this was like you know the r&b album of 2016 it defined that whole year i'd say so for me personally going into favorite tracks you know it's it's hard picking out favorite tracks on just this album because again they're they're all pretty much good but i'd have to say like false alarm True Colors, Love to Lay. I love all those songs because they are like these kind of fast-paced-ish songs. And, you know, they have amazing vocals paired with Abel's voice and everything. I love it. I really do. This yeah. is one of my favorite works of him. Yeah, right. And I I believe he released another great album the year before, in 2015. 
Yeah, he released Beauty Behind the Madness, and that was... Um, Probably his breakthrough album. Yeah, exactly. That was his album that, you know, really gained him a lot of traction. Yeah. He uh, he was known before, you know, uh, because people really liked his previous work and him being very anonymous and everything in his first few uh, first few record drops. So, you know, House of Balloons and all those stuff. And I feel like he gained uh, gained momentum after the first Ariana collab back in, I believe, like 2014 or so. So uh, the Love yeah. Me Harder collab. Yeah. So yeah, and he he was also uh, he also sang a song on f- the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie soundtrack, earned it. Yeah. So yeah, weekends uh, just on a roll. Exactly. All right, so that's all for throwback time this week. We're moving on to another beloved segment: uh, awesome artists. Yes. So uh, this week. I would like to highlight an, an artist I recently discovered called Abby, named Abby Jasmine. So she's a bit of a rapper, bit like uh, she she does mo- she mainly does rap rapping, but uh, and she started out on SoundCloud posting, I believe, like uh, her uh, parts of her like r- rapping or so. And uh, earlier this year, she released her album Who Cares. And recently made a release, dropped a deluxe version of it, um, where a new song uh, was featured called "Stuck on You," which is my favorite song on her of hers. Uh, and "Stuck on You" is not not really a rap; it's like quite indie slash pop. It, it's uh, really catchy, and it has a really nice music video as well. And I totally recommend her if you're you're into indie rap. Or, yeah, basically indie rap. Mm-hmm. I did listen to uh, her album, actually. And uh, I have to say that um, probably my favorite track on that is Coneheads. I really like the 80s synth and the drum types and her voice. I really love, you know, her high high tone voice. It's really nice, actually. Yeah. I feel like uh, she deserves more attention. Yes. All right, so Jones. Yeah, so I would like to highlight an artist that's called Holly Humberstone. She's uh, she's actually fairly new to, to the scene. She's been around for, uh, I don't know, maybe like a couple, maybe like a couple of months, a year at best. But um, she's actually dropped a few few couple of uh, good songs she's dropped an ep called falling asleep at the wheel uh that got released in late october this year um she's from england she studies at the liverpool institute of performing arts so she's an art major basically um she's actually started to gain traction for from performing with lewis capaldi and I know that you. It's the only Alvin, good. It's the only good thing to come out of Louis Capaldi. Yes, yeah, I know you despise him very well, but yeah, it's pretty much Indeed. the only good thing that's come from uh, come from him. So uh, from falling asleep at the wheel, I would say that my favorite songs on that are Overkill and Drop Dead. 
and then falling asleep at the wheel, you know, the title track as well. Yeah. And uh, this is a good, this, uh, uh, just to be clear, not a single song on her EP is bad. Mm-hmm. It's only uh, it's only six songs, so it's easily enjoyable. It's like a 19-minute listen. And yeah. it is amazing. I've probably listened to it already about three, four times maybe even. And yeah. I'm just loving it. And just like you, uh, Overkill is one of my favorites. But my absolute favorite track of the uh, EP uh, was is Vanilla. And she also mm-hmm. released an acoustic version, which is also amazing. Yeah. And also a single that wasn't on the album, on the EP called Fake Plastic Trees, which, which is really a nice and slow song. Mm. But overall, uh, uh, she, she is amazing. Yeah. I can't wait for her to blow up, which she pretty much is exactly what's happening to her now. She's actually yeah. gotten a lot of uh, a lot more uh, Spotify listeners to her right now. She has like 1.5 million Spotify. Yeah, last time I checked, checked, most of her EP songs have already uh, hit a million uh, uh, streams on Spotify. So yeah. she is uh, she's becoming more mainstream, or at least yeah. yeah. Yeah, or at least getting there. Yeah. I mean, I guess we have a lot to thank Louis Capaldi for that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we'll be following her career with great interest. Yes. And oh. Abby Jasmine as well, of course. Yeah, of course. So, moving on to music videos, music video theater, mm-hmm. or, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we've got. Uh, the second music video from Ariana's uh, Positions album, 34 plus 35. Yes. So, I mean, it's quite an alright music video. Some nice uh, special effects, some nice dancing. It's mm-hmm. a completely fine music video, and the song is alright, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like the song. I like the kind of a violin sounds. And the music video, I mean, kind of follows the predecessor music video she dropped on uh, Positions, the title track, you know, where she goes around, like, acting like not Ariana Grande, I guess. Yeah. You know, she goes around and she pretends to be president and stuff like that. And in here, she is like a... she. She becomes a scientist and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, and and becomes a robot and stuff. Uh, I mean, I think there's some kind of coherence to them. They have some kind of continuation. Yeah. So uh, for being just basically a song about sex, it's still quite alright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because if you haven't figured it out yet, thirty four plus thirty five is six nine. Yes, we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so moving on is the music video for uh, Monster, Shawn Mendes' and Just Beavis' Monster. And mm. uh, it's an all right music video. It's not, not a lot happens, but it's still visually appealing, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, my comment on the music video is, yeah, like you said, not much happens. They pretty much walk around and they go up on like a... On like a white block i guess so there's not much that's happening in the music video but i do like the attention to detail because in the music video uh 
you know the place where they are at it's the same place that's pictured on the uh on the cover art so i actually like that that's pretty cool honestly do you think uh, sean will release any more singles before the album um i really don't know um probably but it feels but at the same time a part of me is saying that since there's like almost less than a week left until the album drops there's pretty much like no need for them to drop another single from the album so i think they're pretty much done for now Uh, but i mean i wouldn't complain but yeah it would be interesting if he had another Camilo Cabello collab. Yeah. Um, but I kind of doubt that's going to happen, you know, since their breakup and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think you they'd be able to top Senorita. Yeah, that was really chart-breaking. Indeed. Yes. And then moving on, we have the music video for Miley Cyrus' and Dua Lipa's collab Prisoner. And yes. it was an interesting music video. I liked like the whole filter and stuff. The whole mouth mm. effect was a bit weird, uh, but mm. it's it's a fun music video. They seem to enjoy themselves, and there's yes. a lot like uh, blood. Just they're just getting drenched in like in artificial blood or something. And yeah, Miley eats a, f- a spider and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, for me, I would say, considering Miley's um, transition into a more experimental uh, form of music, I would say this collab with Dua Lipa and Miley Cyrus was kind. It came to a surprise to me. I w- it was very unexpected to me, but it was a really good collab, honestly. The voices, they complement each other very well and everything. Yeah. And, you know, in this music video, they talk about, you know, I'm guessing they're exes because they're talking about how they can't get there off their mind and everything like that. But, yeah, it seems like a fun music video and everything. And I believe in the uh, in the end, they say something like, to all my exes, shut up or something. I can't <laughs> remember. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, it, um, uh, I, I, as we said before, I think this was probably at least my favorite song, a track on the whole Plastic Hearts album. It was amazing, as you mm. said, how they complement each other. Yes. Now, moving on is the music video for uh, Life Go- BTS's Life Goes On, which came out just a couple of days before the album. And mm-hmm. there's not much, ha- I mean, it's not not much happening in the music video it's like kind of like a more like a uh, quarantine vibe they're all just chill the guys are all just chilling playing video games and just staying indoors mm. yeah i wonder if they're trying trying to convey a message like stay indoors i believe uh, one of them wears a mask in the music video as well mm-hmm so yeah, it's an all right, it's a way slower pace than Dynamite, but it's still a not very nice song. Yeah. I mean, I like it, but I feel like um, 
I mean, at least for me, I feel like the music video is kind of more like a comp compilation than, you know, something that actually fits into the song. But that's my take on it. I mean, I, again, I don't understand Korean, but no. to me, it doesn't feel like the song and the music video have some kind of connection. No, it's a bit incoherent, as you said. Yeah. Alright, so moving on to uh, this just in, our news segment. So, mm -hmm. last week, we had the AMAs. And we're yes. So we made our predictions in last episode of who, who'd win different different categories. Mm -hmm. now, now let's check the results. So, artist of the year went to Taylor Swift, which yes. I honestly expected The Weeknd to win. But Taylor was yeah. a, a close second. Yes, I believe I believe we actually played in favor for the weekend and Taylor. Yeah, yeah, I would have I would have liked to see the weekend win, especially considering you know the uh, the other the other news that we're we're gonna get into a little later. But yeah, I'm glad Taylor won. She she put out a you know very good album this year. Which you know came out of absolutely nowhere, which is just like amazing, I think. Yeah, but it was very well written. Exactly. And uh, new artist of the year is one category that we got correct. We predict uh, yes. Doja Cat won, which we're very yes. happy about. Yes. I'm so glad Louis Capaldi didn't win. <laughs> yes, me too. But yeah, I feel like she was quite ob the obvious pick. Mm -hmm. Either her or the baby, I, or yeah, I mean, Megan Thee Stallion probably had a chance as well, but Doja Cat definitely deserved it. If you look yeah. at the year as a whole, mm. with and she had a song on the Birds of Prey movie, she had uh, say so like that, um, yeah, a I whole mean, lot of collaborations as well. Yeah, Doja Cat overall has a better discography uh, than Megan Thee Stallion, but. You know that might change considering uh, good news. You know. Mhm. Mm yeah. Just so, so yeah. Moving on to collaboration of the this year. This was a bit Dan, of a surprise. Yes, Dan plus Shay was Justin Bieber. Ten thousand hours won this category. Now this, this I did not expect. I kind of in the back of my head thought that Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande with Rain on Me would win. Or that Megan Thee Stallion with uh, the uh, Savage remix featuring Beyonce would win. But I guess you can't win them all, I guess. No, this came as a surprise to me because literally, honestly, every other <laughs> collab apart from the winner uh, uh, should have won. Because, yeah. uh, like WAP was a huge, I mean, it was huge with the music video. Rockstar, yeah. what's an amazing collab, Rain On Me, fantastic, mm. and uh, I really like the Beyond, uh, the Savage remix as well, so I didn't feel like uh, they deserved the win, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't really heard the 10,000 hours uh, feature. It's quite so, generic, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that that's like one of the songs that have flown under my radar, so... Yeah. Yeah. That's why we have release radar. So you all yes. don't miss out. <laughs> exactly. Right. So next category favorite social artist was no surprise. BTS obviously won. Yes. I don't think anyone expected anything else. 
Mm-hmm. I think I think that mainly has to do that mainly is due to the fact that BTS has such a strong fan base. Like yeah. pretty much everywhere you go, you will there is at least one BTS fan, and you know, uh, rightfully so. I mean, they are a very uh, inspirational pop group, if I do say so myself. They pretty much appear on every single uh, American talk show nowadays, uh, both like yeah. Jimmy, James Corden and Jimmy Fallon and so on. Yeah. All right, so favorite music video was also quite a surprise. It was uh, Taylor Swift again mm. with Cardigan. Yeah. And this, uh, I mean, um, this is probably the one time I'd have to say that I don't know if I would have liked Taylor to win. I mean, I'll, I'll just have to put this out here. The music video is very nice. It's very cool. And you know how she travels into different places and everything. Yeah. But I think, you know, that Blinding Lights was a really good music video. Life is good. I kind of, you know, I kind of felt a little eh about because it's pretty much just Drake in the future going around doing regular jobs. But I guess, you know, that kind of plays into the essence of the song that no matter what you do, life is good, I would assume. Yeah. And uh, I also uh, could have seen uh, Rain On Me winning because uh, mm-hmm. it was a perf- It was fantastically choreographed with the whole rain effects and ho- the raining knives. I feel like yeah. uh, the Cardio music video is quite, has some nice visual effects, I'll, ha- I'll admit. Yeah. But... I feel like Blinding Lights would probably have been my pick as well. Yeah. All right. So next category is uh, was favorite male artist pop rock, which Justin Bieber uh, won, which I, I did not. I would have preferred Weekend to be honest. Yes, I absolutely would have rather have the Weekend win than Justin Bieber. Yeah, I feel like honestly Justin didn't have as big of an impact on 2020 as a year as week like yeah. weekend did justin is quite he, just lingering around each year with a couple of songs but i mean weekend really mm-hmm. just blew the sharks with blinding lights and after hours yeah i think his album uh, was kind of underwhelming justin's album yeah and i think we all want to forget yummy mm-hmm because I, I, I hardly ever hear anyone talk uh, like playing or talking about Yummy anymore. I think we all just repressed it. Yeah. All right. So next category, favorite female artist, pop rock, went mm-hmm. to Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I would have wished Dua Lipa would have won or t- it's Lady Gaga. I don't feel like yeah. Taylor's album wasn't that much of a pop album. It felt more indie, to be honest. Yeah, it felt it felt like it more dived into the uh, like indie country type of you yeah. know, song. So I feel, but like... you know, I'm I'm glad they I I, I would have wanted any one of any one of them to win. But honestly, now that I think about it, I mean, I would probably would have liked Dua Lipa to win this category uh, because I mean, I think that winning a couple of more categories for Dua would have probably you know put her on the path of becoming, you know, a main pop girl, because I think she's actually doing that right now, considering, you know, the success of her first album and then uh, Future Nostalgia, how both of those have, you know, done really good. And 
how she's gotten a lot of awards for those yeah two pieces of works i think she's on her way to become uh bigger than she's right now an icon of uh, the tw- uh, 2020s maybe even yeah yes you could probably say that yeah and i mean lady gaga is a pop queen so i mean i would she could yeah she's she's pretty much already on that list but taylor swift you know yeah uh, folklore was pretty good but you know sometimes i feel like you know award shows just give favorite female artist or like the pop or country genre to taylor swift automatically because everybody already knows her yeah this is i'm not throwing any shade to taylor swift now you know but no she's amazing she's awesome she i mean her songwriting ability are amazing yeah but i i I just wish that you know uh, award shows would shine a little bit more light to other people you know yeah agreed all right Mm. so next category is favorite duo group pop rock which obviously Mm. went to bts yes not much i I wouldn't have wanted neither maroon 5 nor uh, jonas brothers to win because i don't feel like they've they've done hardly anything Jonas Brothers yeah, released a couple exactly. of songs, a few songs along the way of the year, but Maroon Fire yeah. re- pretty much just released one song. Yeah, I feel. I mean, I I feel like there shouldn't pretty me- pretty much be any discussion around this uh, subject. I mean, BTS definitely has probably been the most active uh, this year around in in pop groups. You know. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the favorite album, pop rock, which. Surprisingly, yeah. went to Harry Styles' Fine Line and not After Hours. Yeah, I would have. I pretty much would have wanted uh, anyone else in this category to win. I, I mean, personally, I was rooting for the weekend here, but um, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel like you know there hasn't been that much talk about Fine Line and everything. And from the time that I listened through the album, um, there are, you know, for for my part, there are kind of mediocre songs on this on this album. And yeah. you know, I mean, there, there's Watermelon Sugar High, Adore You, and then Sunflower Volume Six, Falling, those kind of songs. Yeah, uh, those are pretty much the only yeah the, the only good songs on that album. I mean. Apart from Folklore and After Hours, I'd say that those two albums have pretty much amazing, amazing songs everywhere. There, there's not like one bad song. No, uh, but to be honest, uh, I personally believe that her styles probably has had is my f- f- favorite uh, solo One One Direction member. I feel like his career has probably mm. been the best out of uh, the bunch. To be honest. Mm. And I also really liked his uh, newly uh, recently released song Golden. So I feel like Harry mm. is still good, but I feel like in this category, he, uh, we can show one. Yeah. All right. So moving on, uh, favorite song in the pop rock category what went to none other than Dua Lipa with Don't Start Now, and this is mm. an award uh, a win. I'm very happy about. Yeah, me too. I'm glad she won this category, actually. I remember uh, listening to Don't Start Now at, like, the end of last year. and getting like, mm-hmm. oh, this is this is some real <laughs> real good stuff. And it made me mm-hmm. really excited for a future Nostalgia album, which was amazing. So, yeah. 
this was a great song and definitely deserved the win. Yeah, I remember listening it. I remember listening to it when it came out and I was just immediately hooked. It was in my head for pretty much like a, a week or two. And I remember we discussed that pretty much uh, uh, when this, when like the single came out, I believe. And then when Future Nostalgia came out, we were both really hyped about this. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. And uh, as always, uh, Weekend's Blind Lights could have easily won as well. But I feel like Dua, mm. Dua deserved this as well. Mm. Uh, Alright, so next category. Favorite male artist rap hip hop. The new genre. Which went mm-hmm. to... Uh, posthumously went to jo- Juice World. Yeah. Which is... Which is interesting. I feel like... Yeah. I mean, I haven't really listened to his posthumous music. I hardly listened mm-hmm. to his music when they made when he was alive but i feel like mm-hmm. this is a nice uh tribute to yeah him. i mean he made really good music uh, uh before he died but his uh, album that he uh his posthumous album was also it was really good and it was a nice way to you know send off his legacy i guess uh yeah, and he had a he had a song with the weekend as well, uh, called Smile, I believe it was called. That was also pretty good. So I would say this is, this was rightfully given to Juice World, um, even though the baby and Roddy Rich had really good songs, and uh, Roddy Rich's album, uh, excuse me for being antisocial, was really good too. Right, and moving on to the f- favorite female rap hip hop artist, which. I feel like this might have the same case as you mentioned with uh, Taylor Swift winning the uh, best uh, female pop artist. Because this mm. award went to Nicki Minaj instead of Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion. Which yeah. I, I, I tend to disagree with this uh, uh, result. Mm. I, think, I think Nicki makes good music, absolutely. But it's like you say, um, it's... It's, it feels like, you know, they're just giving it to her because they already know she's good. So they just automatically give it to her instead of, you know, giving it to someone else, I guess. Yeah, but I feel like she hasn't made a lot of good solo music this year. She's, I mean, she ba- made a lot. Uh, I believe she collaborated on on at least one of Six Nine's uh, comeback songs, Trolls. Mm. And that was a great uh but uh, i mean Nicki Minaj is overall she's quite all right but i feel like we, we uh there are there and there have uh, uh we've uh seen a whole lot of a new rise of uh african-american uh rapper female rappers mm-hmm. so, so i feel like it's time to highlight some new ones yeah definitely i agree with that so um, we can move on to favorite album, rap and hip hop. Roddy Rich won this category with his album. Please excuse me for being antisocial. And um, yeah, I mean, I pretty much have nothing to say, you know, except a congratulations to him. Um, I liked the album. Uh, I pretty much would have wanted uh, anyone, any one of these to win, honestly, for me. Uh, I was kind of... Uh, kind of rooting for eternal take 
but uh you know like i said i'm happy that e- either one of them won yeah right congrats roddy mm-hmm. well, so next one favorite song rap hip-hop is quite was quite expected wop Cardi b megan the stallion mm-hmm. and i believe it, it's not it's not the best lyric uh, song lyrically speaking but i mean mm. it's if you uh, look at its commercial success, it's definitely worth uh, worth winning. Definitely. Uh, so favorite male artist, soul R and B. Yes, the weekend one. Woo! Epic. And I feel like uh, there was pretty much no competition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though even though the weekend was, you know, even though he won, and even though. I find him the best. I kind of low-key thought that Chris Breezy would win <laughs> or Chris Brown, but he didn't. So, you know, I mean, that's good, I guess. Yay for the weekend. Whoa. And there's another great win. A favorite a female solo R&B artist went to Doja mm-hmm. Cat. Whoa. Yes. I'm not I'm not familiar, as I said before, with the other two, Gene Iko or Summer Walker. Yeah, me neither. And here's another award that will make you make your day, Jones. Yes, favorite album, Soul R and B, that went to the Weekends After Hours, which I really like. That was, this is a really nice win for uh, for the Weekend, but uh, Doja Cat's Hot Pink could have easily won as well. I mean, I wouldn't have been disappointed with either one of them. No, but, but it- uh, I'm. I'm not, uh, yeah, like you said, I'm not very familiar with uh, Summer Walker, so I can't really speak for her. No, but congratulations, Weekend, and this isn't even your last award, uh, award because mm-hmm. he also went on to win uh, the favorites uh, soul R&B song with, with Heartless, mm-hmm. and that that is an amazing song as well. Probably yeah. one of the best on the album. Yes, I agree. All right, so uh, moving on to a, a favorite artist edm mm-hmm. which went this, oh, yes, this, this was uh, a very big surprise but uh, a good surprise nonetheless this went to lady gaga whoa uh, yes. the, the most the funny thing is she she's technically not even a dj i feel like the edm uh, yeah. uh, the edm genre has basically been built up by djs but it's not actually mm-hmm. all about djs it could also be about just good electronic music. Yeah, I mean, uh, Lady Gaga's Chromatica definitely has a lot of, uh, well, you can definitely say electronic dance music. You know, uh, songs like, for example, Rain On Me has kind of uh, an EDM-ish vibe to it. And um, other songs like... Let's see here. Plastic Dolls, I think, has a similar sound to it as well. Stupid Love, eh, kind of sounds like EDM too. I've also begun but, to, uh, recently begun to listen to Nine One One a whole lot as well. Yeah. Uh, a tip for you: you should actually listen to Chromatica Two and then Nine One One because they play into each other. Ah. So it's like a transition. Interesting. Will yes. do. <laughs> All right, so those were the results of uh, AMA 2020, but we're not done with the AMAs because there were uh, tons of great performances during the show. And uh, 
uh, what's what's different between from from the EMAs is that most of these performances were held like live, pretty much all at the same place. Uh, mm. In in, uh, in contrast to EMAs being like pre-recorded with different sets and a whole lot of different like, I mean, it it felt pre-recorded almost. But uh, mm. so one of my favorite. Uh, performances of the EMAs was Billie Eilish's Therefore I Am, her debut performance with the, that song. And it mm-hmm. was it was really interesting. It had some uh, visual illusions. She, yeah. Uh, you, had, were... you had one moment when she just fell, uh, just jumped backwards off a staircase and just appeared in another part of the stage, on another part of the stage. And yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. And uh, Phineas was also there. Yes, it, it, I mean it. Definitely looks like you know they're in some kind of room or something. But it's honest. It's it's just a stage. It it kind of plays visual games with your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And next up is a uh, weekend. Uh, had mm-hmm. a, a medley, if you will, uh, in your eyes and say your tears. And you also had mm-hmm. the legendary Kenny G, the sax player, uh, playing yes. the sax during in your eyes as well. And yeah. The, the, it was interesting. Uh, Weekend was wearing uh, the whole bandages. Uh, yeah. Had this whole makeover all during the whole show. Mm. I think it. I think it plays into uh, the after hours era very well because oh. uh, if if you pay attention to you know how he dresses in the after hours era is that um, like early on in uh, in the album like in heartless and stuff when he performs those songs he's perfectly fine he doesn't have any you know his nose or anything isn't you know particularly broken but as you go further and deeper into the album uh, or the performances you notice that he he gets like his nose broken and stuff he starts bleeding and here in save your tears and in your eyes this performance you can see he has a whole bandage over his head which is kind of uh, to me reminiscent of uh the uh, the music video he dropped very recently, yeah. where uh, these two girls uh, sew together his head on a body. Yeah, that was an interesting music video. Mm. And I feel it was it was a bit funny that uh, that he wore this whole attire while uh, accepting his awards. Yeah. So that, that, that that's he's... just commitment. Exactly, he really commits to staying in character. Alright, so next up is a, a duo, uh, BB Rex and Doja Cats collab Baby I'm Jealous. It was mm-hmm. quite alright. It was, I like, I, I, I enjoyed the collab. Uh, and next up is a Dua Lipa with a Levitating, and this performance was amazing. Uh, sp- mm. She nailed the dancing, and it was so amazing. And uh, like at the last verse, uh, she had like she she started levitating she she was just yeah i know i i thought that was super funny <laughs> yes because i i i i don't know why but i just think it's so funny that when she says i'm levitating she's actually levitating well, yeah uh, i feel like this was a real, very nice touch and a great finisher to her performance yeah and another great performance was Shawn Mendes performing Wonder. He actually performed mm-hmm. two, perf- uh, two twice. Uh, once Monster with Justin Bieber and Wonder. 
but I feel like the Wonder performance was way better because he shifted set. He began like a room with a piano and made his way out towards an open stage. Mm. And it was amazing. His live vocals are amazing. Wonder is great, just fantastic. Yeah. And also as the finale of uh, AMAs, you had BTS performing both mm -hmm. Life Goes On and uh, transitioning into Dynamite with huge fireworks at the end. Just a, yeah, a clean performance. Yeah, I like I like the BTS's performance actually. I, Dynamite is one of like I think their best songs to perform. Yeah. All right, so uh, Jules, do you want to cover the next one? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, so in other news, uh, the Grammy nominations uh, got revealed uh, not too long ago. And uh, a lot of artists were actually very happy to, uh, you know, find out that they got received a lot of nominations. For example, Dua Lipa received uh, like six nominations, was it? Um, Lady Gaga received two for Chromatica. Folklore received a bunch of them too. But one that was surprising to pretty much everybody, whether you love him or hate him, the weekend received received zero Grammy nominations, and there's been a lot of controversy around this because, well, obviously the weekend is pissed uh, because it feels like the Grammys or the Recording Academy aren't really transparent, you know, with why this is. No. Yeah. Not at all. And and there 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 are rumors going around that you know this has to do between. Uh, him performing at either the Grammys or the Super Bowl because he couldn't do both apparently, so he decided to pick the Super Bowl instead. Huh. Um, which I mean, uh, you know that doesn't seem like you know why would this be the case? But the reason this plays uh, into you know this whole thing a lot is because you have to be nominated in order to perform at the Grammys. Grammys, <laughs> Grammys. <laughs> Yeah, you have to be you have to be nominated in order to perform. So him saying no probably made the Grammys butt hurt, and they decided to not give him any nominations whatsoever, which definitely sucks in my opinion for him. And you know they they should you know I definitely think that there is bias within uh, award mm -hmm. shows. And I mean, not not just not just you know uh, the Grammys, but and I believe another interesting yeah. uh, thing was that uh, Dynamite, BTS Dynamite, didn't get a nomination for Song of the Year, which mm. was also quite unexpected. But I feel like it wasn't yeah. as severe as Weekend being completely ignored and just nah, off the exactly. off the slate. Yeah, so a lot of art, a lot of artists got snubbed this year. Yeah, it's I mean, they, I mean, uh, I I might I might even go as far as to say that this is probably this might be the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, we'll see how yeah. the uh, the uh, the media and everyone react to the Grammys uh, ceremony in late January. Yeah, and uh, but I was happy to see Billie Eilish got a quite a bunch of nominees nominations mm. yeah i'm i'm happy to say that you know she's gotten a lot of nominations but not for the songs that i think 
should have been nominated. Huh. I mean, everything I wanted is a good song, yes, but they didn't shine a light on, you know, like my future or therefore I am, although therefore I am dropped like uh, not that long ago. So they no. probably didn't even have time to consider that. But, you know, my future is relatively, uh, relatively like, you know, within that time frame. Mm-hmm. And uh, moving on, uh, Dua Lipa had her virtual concert, Studio 2054. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing concert, great choreography, tons yes. of, of guest stars. You had Angel, you had Kylie Minogue. Uh, you had Blessed Madonna. Sir Elton John. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was a bit strange. He just appeared on a screen singing <laughs> Rocket Man. And ju- he felt like more of a transition rather than a performance, rather than a number. Yeah. But overall, it was amazing uh i i felt like they did a great job and it was mm. nice to see that the well, was able to have at least one concert promoting her album which she mm. probably would have had a whole lot of more uh, shows this year if it weren't for the pandemic yeah so in other Dua Lipa news, uh, she's gonna appear as a musical guest star on the SL on the SNL on December the nineteenth with Kristen Wiig as host. So, yeah, good for Dua. What I, do you have to say on this album? Uh, <laughs> I wonder mm-hmm. uh, what song she's gonna which, what song she's gonna perform there. Uh, so mm. Probably not a new song. But they usually pre- yeah. perform around like two songs, uh, so we'll see what uh, which song she'll pick. But definitely yeah. excited, exciting. Kristen Wiig is a, a hilarious, so it's gonna be a great show. Yeah, my guess is on uh, "Levitating" and "Don't Start Now" because I think those are the two biggest promotional singles off of uh, "Future Nostalgia." So I'm guessing it'll be those two unless uh, she brings on angel as well uh, yeah. and does fever but we'll see yeah yeah i can i can go ahead and transition into the next piece of news as we have sure which is that lady gaga is going to star in a new movie called bullet train with brad pitt uh and this movie is directed by david leach leach uh i don't really know how to pronounce his name but he is known for um uh a lot of action movies such as Hobbs and Shaw, the kind of Fast and Furious spin-off movie, uh, Deadpool 2, and Atomic Blonde. So uh, I'd say I'm glad to see Lady Gaga in more movies. Uh, she, you know, was she's been in like shows like American Horror Story, um, and she's been on uh, a film with uh, Bradley Cooper called A Star Is Born. Uh, which was I've seen the movie. It's it's a really good movie. It's very emotional and everything. It really it cuts you deep and leaves a scar in your heart. Yeah, I feel like there will be less music in Bullet Train than A Star Is Born. But it's yeah, it's really interesting to see that Lady Lady Gaga is giving a shot at her taking a shot at a, a film career yeah. as an actress. I feel mm. like she she has gr- great potential to actually. I mean, uh, she's already show, show, shown in stories for a story that she can act. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what they'll do. 
Yeah, she's she's an amazing actor, actually, actress. Yeah, I mean, she's she's there's a lot of acting going on in her music videos, so she's mm. probably had some prior experience. Yeah. So, but like you, but like you said, I think, uh, uh, I think there's not gonna be as much singing in this. But uh, I mean, we don't know. We don't know yet. <laughs> uh, we'll see. She might just she. As far as I've known, she's not gonna be uh, like that much of a lead role, um, so I really don't know. But I think this might be more kind of like American Horror Story ish uh, feeling to it. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. We'll just have to wait and see. Yes. Moving on, uh, ACDC has done it again. They've scored their fourth UK number one album with their recently dropped album Power Up and became uh, the biggest first week seller of 2020, so far at least. And it's also uh, charting at number one of the Billboard 200 albums chart. And this is amazing how these guys uh, can still rock after like 40, 50 years. (laughs) And... Yeah. And... uh, I, I, I've heard the album and it's so f- incredible how they manages to still encapsulate and retain the same vibe and sound that they had back in the 70s and 80s. It, 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 it's amazing how they still sound the same pretty much and it's still a banger and I, it's an amazing rock album. Yeah, I think ACDC is probably like one of the last uh like definitely rock type albums uh rock type groups that still drop music relatively regularly i mean uh, compared yeah. to uh, other other rock bands yeah it's great to say that they're still going on even despite having exactly i believe they're, that... st- they're still going and they are going strong yeah and also, uh, Rolling Stones dropped a new single earlier this year called "Living in a Ghost Town," and it's also fantastic how mm-hmm. they also managed to keep the same essence of the '60s and '70s in today's music. It's fantastic. Yes. So uh, next up, Taylor Swift uh, pushed out uh, a movie for Folklore called "Folklore: The Long Pond." And you can watch it now. Uh, it's available on streaming on Disney Plus. So I would say it's worth uh, it's worth a watch, even though I haven't watched it myself. But from what I've heard, it seems like it's kind of like a documentary towards how folklore was put together and stuff. Um, but definitely, I'm gonna be watching it, watching it myself. Uh, I just haven't come around to doing that so far. Uh, it, I mean, it came it. It kind of like in the same fashion as Folklore, the album. It came as a surprise drop. She just announced on social media that uh, like a documentary is coming out and she's going to be able to see it. Uh, you're going to be able to see it like the day after or something like that. Yeah, that's definitely exciting. So uh, do you think it'll be like a movie about the creative process of the album, like the making of the album? Um, yeah, I think so, definitely. Kind of like in the same fa- fashion as other documentaries uh, on artists like uh, Gaga, Five Foot Two. That was like kind of a following of Lady Gaga as she developed her 
as she developed Joanne. Yeah, all right. So uh, we also have another pair of news. Uh, a little bit of a late, uh, a little bit of a late congratulations. But Miley Cyrus turned 28 this week. Uh, actually, uh, during the same week that Plastic Hearts dropped, I believe. So yay, happy birthday to Miley Cyrus. I wonder she's if, uh, 28. I wonder if that was timed that she'd have uh, her album drop close to her birthday. Yeah, probably. Um, maybe. Who knows. Mm-hmm. Alright, so moving on to one of the most to one of the upcoming albums, Sean Mendes is hosting a virtual listening party uh, for his album on December fourth, the day the album drops. So that will be interesting mm-hmm. to react alongside Sean to his album. Yeah, so I'm really excited for the album. Me too. Um, I might actually join this listening party because. Uh, I think it could give uh, the listener a little bit more insight to, you know, the songs and everything on the album. Yeah. You know, just to hear the artist's uh, interpretation of the songs and everything. Right. And uh, another uh, uh, big uh, news headline, uh, headliner is that Alicia Keys is going to launch online classes for uh, teaching songwriting and producing. Mm-hmm. And it's said to consist of roughly three hours of uh, online lessons available on Masterclass. That will be interesting. Yeah. Um, it's nice that, you know, she's... Um, my take on it is that, you know, it's very cool of her to put out, put herself out like this and, you know, uh, collaborate with Masterclass and be able to help other, like, young people get more inspired uh, and turn into the... Uh, musical arts yeah, and uh, share her own personal experiences in the music industry exactly i think uh, i think it was a really nice thing of her to do this yeah yes so uh sabrina claudio uh dropped a surprise christmas album uh with features from the weekend and like we just talked about alicia keys so uh i've taken a listen to this christmas album and uh I definitely say I definitely have to say it's a, a, a nice album. Absolutely, it's uh, titled "Christmas Blues." So if you want to go and listen to it, uh, definitely go ahead and do it. It will give you a lot of Christmas vibes and everything. Um, my favorite, my favorite songs on this album is "Christmas Blues" and "Winter Times" because it's the Alicia Keys and the Weekend covers. But uh, the the song called "I Just Melt." And have yourself a merry little Christmas, which I believe are covers of uh, other songs. But uh, Sabrina Claudio's voice is still amazing, and it gives uh, a very like it makes me excited for Christmas. This album, right? And uh, so it's nice to see, as you said, that there it's a, a division between uh, original Christmas songs and covers of more known uh, uh, Christmas uh, carols. Exactly. And uh, I would also just, you know, I would also say that I'm glad that uh, more more artists are willing to drop Christmas albums or Christmas-themed songs. Like, you know, for example, Lil Nas X's Holiday. Yeah. I believe that's something that we pretty much haven't seen before. No. Like a holiday-themed, like, rap, pop-ish song. Uh, and this this album Christmas Blues, yeah. uh, because it feels like uh, after a while, 
a couple of art like a lot of people became hesitant to dropping christmas themed right. songs but i feel like it's becoming to re- it's begun uh to uh resurface with christmas albums i also heard a rumor of a carly ray jepson uh, christmas project and i've seen megan yeah. megan trainer and a whole lot of people are dropping new christmas music this uh, holiday exactly and i'm i'm all for it uh definitely i mean uh not to be that kind of person but i like to have a little bit of division or like new types of music uh when it comes to christmas because for a very long time now we've had pretty much the same christmas songs yeah we need some new ones in rotation exactly so um in other news uh bad bunny has dropped his new album by the name of el ultimo tour de mundo which stands for which is i believe the ultimate world tour um i have listened to a couple of songs on this album um i'd have to say that i mean i really like bad bunny he's uh a really good uh really good like latin artists and everything he's one of my favorites along with j balvin and tiny yeah uh by the way i feel like ultimo might actually start mean more translate more correctly to last which is interesting yeah that might that might also be the case i mean uh i i'm not really fluent in spanish i i know i know my i know my portuguese but spanish i'm a little eh, more in yeah right so our last piece of news here before we uh round off is uh, that sean mendes has released a documentary called in wonder uh, which you can go ahead and view on netflix now this follows uh, him uh, during his world tours which is kind of similar to uh uh what we talked about for the Gaga Five Foot Two documentary, and uh, Taylor Swift has a documentary slash uh, world tour thing on Netflix as well called Miss Americana, I believe. I also believe that BTS dropped a tour movie as well. Yeah, and Blackpink has One Direction uh, probably. Yeah, so this is so if you've seen those uh, kind of movies. This, I believe, is somewhere similar among those lines, but I would say uh, if you if you like Sean Mendes, you probably already have watched this. But if you haven't, you should definitely go ahead and watch it. Right, and that's it, folks, for today's uh, um, episode of the Music Journal. Will me, yep. Alvin, and Jones stay tuned for next episode for next episode because we'll be covering lots of christmas themed music probably uh, yes. and sean mendes's new album so mm-hmm. exciting stuff y'all yes thank you all for listening and well have a good one bye